Welcome to the Kotke Ride Home for Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. I'm Jackson Bird. A synthetic cornea has successfully helped a legally blind man regain his sight. Team USA's and Team Canada's women's hockey players can't stop falling in love and living happily ever after together. And a deep dive into the briny waters of the sea shanty trend, how it started, some standout covers, why the trend has taken off, and if we should even care. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. A 78-year-old man in Israel has regained his sight after being legally blind for 10 years thanks to a first-of-its-kind synthetic cornea implant. Quoting Engadget, Developed by a company called Corneat, the K-Pro is the first implant that can be integrated directly into the eye wall to replace scarred or deformed corneas with no donor tissue. Immediately after the surgery, the patient was able to recognize family members and read numbers on an eye chart. The cornea is the clear layer that covers and protects the front portion of the eye. It can degenerate or scar for various reasons, including diseases and trauma. Artificial cornea implants already exist for patients with corneal degeneration, but because the surgeries are complex, they're usually a last resort when transplants or cornea ring implants don't work. By contrast, inserting the corneate transplant is a relatively simple procedure that requires minimal stitches and cutting. On top of that, it uses a biometric material that stimulates cellular proliferation, leading to progressive tissue integration, end quote. And animated demonstrations from Cornete explain how the implant integrates fully within weeks, being permanently embedded in the patient's eye. Compared to other cornea implants, it heals quickly, has improved visual acuity, and looks quite natural. More patients are being queued up for trials in Israel, the Netherlands, Canada, France, and the U.S. Dr. Glad Litvin, the inventor and co-founder of Cornete, said, quote, After years of hard work, seeing a colleague implant the Cornete K-Pro with ease and witnessing a fellow human being regain his sight the following day was electrifying and emotionally moving. There were a lot of tears in the room. End quote. So here's one of the better headlines I've read in a while. Team USA and Team Canada women's hockey players keep marrying each other. I just love how it's kind of phrased as if it's a problem, when in fact it is the exact opposite of a problem. It is the stuff rom-coms are made of. In fact, that's what Twitter user Detective Pikachu said on Twitter, quote, Hi, I would like to know why I don't already have at least five seasons of this hit rom-com series, end quote. And yes, agreed, I want a Netflix original about a women's hockey team where players on rival teams just keep falling in love with each other. I mean, that literally does sound like a pitch for a TV show and not real life, but it is. So this article, popularized again this week on Twitter, is actually from 2018. It was written shortly after the wedding of former Team USA captain Megan Duggan to Team Canada star Jillian Apps. And since the article was published, the two have had a child and continue to live a wonderful, hockey-centric life together. But they were not the first women from Team USA and Team Canada to fall in love and get married. Quoting them, Julie Chu and Caroline Ouellette were also Olympic rivals. In 2014, Ouellette was captain of the gold medal winning Team Canada at Sochi, and Chu saw four Olympic medal wins with Team USA over the course of multiple seasons. 
In a cool, witchy twist of fate, both ice hockey players wore the number 13 on their respective nation's jerseys. Or maybe that's how they fell in love. We aren't sure. End quote. The couple now has two adorable children, and when the first was born, they revealed that Ouellette was actually pregnant with their first child when the two women were playing together on Montreal's Le Canadien team, during which they won the Canadian Women's Hockey Championship, the Clarkson Cup. And as they said on Instagram at the time announcing the birth of their daughter Liv, quote, Liv was on the ice to win the Clarkson Cup with Le Canadien de Montreal this past March, end quote. So two heartwarming stories of awesome couples finding love, but there is a third, quoting them again. In 2015, Olympic gold medalist for Team Canada, Jaina Hefford, welcomed her second child with her partner of over a decade, Kathleen Koth, a former Team USA member. The couple had played against each other in both the Olympics and in various world title competitions, end quote. Now, as is their right, all of the couples stay mostly out of the limelight, with only a few of the women posting family updates on Instagram. And it kind of leads me to wonder, how many other Team USA, Team Canada women's hockey couples are there who are just keeping quiet? I mean, these are just the ones who got married or started families together and let the public know. There have to have been tons who have dated or, you know, at least hooked up over the years. Not that any of us need to know that. But again, this has all the markings of an excellent TV show, and I demand that one of you listening write it. The time has come to talk about the sea shanties. I know they've been going on for quite a while, so you've almost certainly come across at least one shanty or one Twitter thread waxing philosophical about sea shanties. Or maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about. In any case, I thought it was finally time to talk about how all this happened, share a roundup of some of the more clever or impressive ones you may have missed, and also a few hot takes that have started proliferating. But first, the basics. Quoting Wired, Originating on merchant marine ships in the 18th century, the songs meant to help sailors through their tasks started taking off on TikTok after a 26-year-old Scottish postman named Nathan Evans posted a video of himself singing a song called Soon May the Wellerman Come, sometimes just called Wellerman, in the last week of 2020. It's been duetted thousands of times since and has become an online obsession, end quote. And Polygon adds, quote, a sea shanty was meant to help keep sailors on tempo as they worked the ship. The lyrics and melody typically aren't too tricky to sing for that reason, which also happens to make the genre a perfect fit for the collaborative users of TikTok. End quote. And for those not on TikTok, the duetting that Wired mentioned is a feature on the app in which you can make a new TikTok, responding to or interacting with someone else's TikTok, and they display side by side with the audio from both. Or, in the case of sea shanties especially, four or five of them piled on top of each other at once. It's one of the features that has led to some of the most creative uses of the app, like when TikTok created an original crowdsourced Ratatouille-inspired musical. With sea shanties, it's great because one person can start it, and then you get three, four, or more other people harmonizing and adding the other parts. And it can be kind of fun to see it happen in real time. For example, one day I saw a guy make a TikTok of the starting melody for a sea shanty version of Smash Mouth's All-Star, because, of course. And then the next day, I was scrolling through Twitter and saw that four other people had since duetted on top of the others to fill out the harmonies. So, there were a few factors that swirled together to kick off the sea shanty trend. 
Fans of the game Sea of Thieves were apparently into singing shanties on Let's Play games a few years ago, something the acapella folk band The Longest Johns took advantage of to help promote their second full-length album in 2018. And on that album was their cover of the 19th century wailing song Wellerman. And the band's version of that song has now become the go-to sound that people pick on TikTok when they simply want a sea shanty song as a background and aren't actually creating one themselves. Although technically speaking, Wellerman is classified as a ballad or a wailing song, not a shanty. And according to The New Yorker, they're chanties, not shanties. Whatever. Either way, the Longest Johns are riding a bit of viral fame off the popularity of their track on TikTok, and Wellerman, as performed by others, is the go-to song for most sea shanty-themed TikToks. There were a few different TikTok creators who made sea shanty or sea shanty adjacent videos throughout 2020, but the first one to really take off was that Scottish postal worker Wired mentioned, Nathan Evans. He'd been posting a bunch of different sea shanties with growing popularity towards the end of 2020, but his performance of Wellerman exploded with over 7 million plays on the original video, but so, so many more impressions all over the internet. Here's Evans's Wellerman once four other TikTok users added their harmonies. To see the name of the ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, down below my belly boys blow. Soon may the Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. There's also a version of that where Kermit joins in, but you can't hear him too well. You mostly just get the effect from watching him, so I'll link to that one in the show notes. Now, in addition to tons of different versions of Wellerman and incredible performances of other shanties and ballads with so many different strangers from around the world joining in together, there's also been some more modern parodies proliferating. Here's one posted by Josh Millard on Metafilter about, quote, going to college for computer science and wanting to spend my life on computers and being careful what you wish for. Slack's having downtime, so come me hearties, let's talk of the old days of ICQ, hand coding websites and long land parties and drinking a barrel of Mountain Dew. Oh, oh the dreams that we dreamt of lives spent at our computers. Oh, ho, the tears that we wept for having our dreams come true. And then there's this very educational one about the COVID-19 vaccine from Tim Blaise of Acapella Science. There once was a bug that lived in me. The name of the bug was COVID-19. It took my strength and filled my lungs. Oh boy, Corona does blow. Soon may the vaccine come to bring us out of isolation. One day when the battle is won, we'll break quarantine and go. Jab the arm, you might get sore. RNA transcribed to spike of spore by macrophage displayed in a form that the T cell soon will know. Soon may the vaccine come to bring us out of isolation. One day when the battle is won, we'll break quarantine and go. There's more to it, so I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can listen to the rest of that one. Now, those last two are kind of outliers, as honestly, most of the shanties really are, well, real traditional shanties with supremely talented musicians lending their vocals. It's a really cool and pure trend. But even though we basically all agree that, to paraphrase Marge Simpson, we just think they're neat, a lot of people have still been curious why we're all so into shanties. 
Garrett Bridger Gilmore on Twitter offered this hot take, quote, The TikTok sea shanty thing only exists because Gen Z didn't have to live through the Decemberists, end quote. A take I feel personally attacked by, but also think is hilarious and fairly accurate. Although maybe those of us who enjoyed the Decemberists back in the day are also helping fuel the trend. I mean, this is one of the rare TikTok trends that I've seen penetrating so many different platforms, niches, and demographics. And something I think happens when us insufferably earnest millennials are able to latch on to something pure and unironic from Gen Z and then shove it all over our more mainstream platforms and media outlets. There's also a lot of talk about shanties being both the escapism and the togetherness that we need right now, in some ways echoing their original point. Quoting Wired, The conclusion most folks have come to is that sea shanties are a respite. That at a time when people have to be far apart, joining together in song, even over TikTok, feels like a moment of togetherness or socially distant karaoke. They're unifying survivalist songs designed to transform a huge group of people into one collective body. Catherine Van Arendonk wrote for Vulture, all working together to keep the ship afloat. Similarly, as Amanda Petrushik noted in The New Yorker, it seems possible that after nearly a year of solitude and collective self-banishment, and of crushing restrictions on travel and adventure, the chanty might be providing a brief glimpse into a different, more exciting way of life. A world of sea air and pirates and grog, of many people singing in unison, of being free to boldly take off for whatever Melville called the true places, the uncorrupted vistas that can't be located on any map. End quote. Or as Dan Olson summed it up on Twitter, quote, Look at all of you singing sea shanties like you're in a high-stress state, isolated in a confined space for months on end, clinging to the hope that months from now, you'll be free to go drinking and wenching to your heart's content. End quote. Wired also points out that the songs, especially Wellerman, are total earworms, and that song-based memes tend to live longer and spread further than others. Think Gangnam Style, Numa Numa, or What Does the Fox Say? But Rebecca Jennings, writing in Vox today, is trying to put an end to the overanalyzing about why we're into sea shanties right now. Jennings wrote, quote, the thing about viral sea shanties is that there's literally nothing to explain at all. There is no need to square sea shanty TikTok with our current political moment or pretend that there was something inevitable about the popularity of sea shanties in early January 2021. What's actually happening is the convergence of several forces that shove niche content in front of an enormous amount of eyeballs. TikTok is full of unconventional subcultures, certainly more unconventional than any I've ever come across. Its algorithm uses AI that is trained to spot trending videos combined with, crucially, a sprinkle of pure randomness, which means that sometimes those videos end up going massively viral. The likely chain of events was this. Someone was shown a particularly catchy video of several people singing a sea shanty and liked it. So it was then shown to more people who also liked it, and then someone liked it enough to post it on Twitter, where it went even more viral because Twitter is the exact audience who would look at this and be like, wow, sea shanties are going viral on TikTok. How quirky and uplifting. And then a bunch of reporters like me saw it and knew that it would make for decent content on our websites because readers and viewers like watching things that are novel but also familiar, especially right now when our brains are exhausted from constant stimulation but desperate for even more of it. End quote. And hey, she's not wrong. Going back to Angela Watercutter in Wired, quote, 
Sea shanties are the smiling woman in the distracted boyfriend meme. They pull your attention away no matter what should be occupying your time. End quote. But so many things are the distracted boyfriend meme right now. It's just that in isolation, with many people out of work, we're working from home, we're collectively cycling through things even faster than before. So if you like the shanties, enjoy them as you would your sugar and tea and rum. And if you just wish the shanty trend would take its leave and go, maybe you'll enjoy the next duet trend on TikTok, harmonizing with microwaves. Shout out to DeliaSize D's Links newsletter for putting microwave TikTok on my radar. Links to all of the TikToks and more for your listening pleasure are in the show notes. That is it for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotki.org. I am Jackson Bird, and I think I'm going to go listen to What Does the Fox Say in a desperate attempt to get Wellerman out of my head. I hope you have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.